BMGM, everyone, bonjour, guten morgen, dobre utro, labri. That is basically the way how we do it here in Web3 space in Europe. I'm extremely happy to have everyone on a weekly episode of Origins XYZ, Web3 show about the origins of the biggest OGs in this space with this European accent. We're live every Tuesday, 2 p.m. GMT, and as always, I'm your host, Nikki, and I'm here to grow together with you. Make sure that you share the space with your friends, community, family, because as Jenny just mentioned a couple of minutes ago, this space is going to be full of alpha. This space is going to be full of information that you want to consume, that you want to hear from our wonderful guests and we are live, and I'm extremely happy to have my favorite, the Fabricant family, together with Kerry, Amber, Jenny. Hopefully, Adriana will join us later today as well, because this is the first guest of Origins XYZ who is coming on the show for the second time. I had this family back in January, and now, after half a year, I'm happy not just to have you on the show, but to hear that just 20 minutes ago, you sold out your new collection to know that you have a big activation happening in Paris right now and discuss all these things out there. I'm also happy that a lot of friends, supporters of ours are joining us today in the space. I see Lana, I see Java joining the space as well. So guys, once again, GMGM, and I'm really happy to see you back on my show. GM Nikki. Usually, the way how I start the space, and you guys already know it, I give my speakers, my guests, a way to introduce themselves. But I do believe that, not just because of the fact you were already on my show, but because of the fact that the fabricant is a real visionary and front-runner for the whole digital fashion space, having the first digital fashion NFT minted back in 2019, people don't need this basic introduction from all of you. Instead, what I'm about to ask you, Kerry, Amber, why don't you give an overview to our audience? What has been the progress made at the Fabricant family in the last couple of days? Because I'm more than sure that you, as Web3 visionaries, as digital fashion advocates, have changed your thesis about the space at least a few times in the last three to four years. So I want to hear from you what has been some of the biggest changes coming at the Fabricant family to give the context to our discussion here today. Thanks, Nikki. Uh, that, that's a very good question. Uh, because, as you say, you are correct with the fact that our hypothesis has changed uh, over the years, but the vision has never changed. The vision has always stayed aligned on the topic of digital-only fashion and how we see that becoming a bigger industry than the physical fashion industry itself. Now, to talk about what's happened in the past few days, maybe especially what's happened in the past few weeks, because not only us, but the wider fashion industry, of course, has been making big steps towards the virtual-only space. Names like Louis Vuitton, Valentino, and some other physical fashion brands are you know, making really just big steps into these virtual experiences. And what we've seen in the recent months is companies like Coach in New York doing a full interactive experience in the store, connecting digital and physical together. Now, to bring it back to what the Fabricant is all about and the, what the Fabricant mission is, we see ourselves as the digital fashion extended arm for the physical fashion industry. We are the experts when it comes down to digital asset production, when it comes down to doing distribution at scale. And what I mean by distribution is by putting digital fashion into multiple different experiences, whether that's gaming, social media, augmented reality, and of course, envisioning what's going to happen in the future with something like the Apple glasses. This is what, what we're all about. Just putting, the, connecting the human emotion into digital fashion, because essentially fashion is about emotion. It's not about the functionality. 
It's not about the physicality. It's about storytelling. It's about creativity. And uh, that's essentially what we're doing. It's all about the virtual identity. So even though we're a digital fashion house, if you look at it from a wider perspective, we could even call ourselves a virtual identity company. Uh, Virtual identity means avatars. Uh, It basically means wherever we choose to interact virtually. So essentially, anytime that you're connected to the internet, you're living your digital lifestyle. And we're connecting digital fashion to all those aspects of the of our digital lifestyles because we see that our identity plays a massive role in the future and in the development of the internet and in the development of blockchain technology uh i'm gonna pause right there amber maybe you want to just give it from your perspective yeah sure like thanks gary i think there's a very clear explanation um and i think just a lot of things happened during the time that we have run this company and I think the beauty of it is that the space keeps evolving and sometimes I feel like it, it evolves even faster than fashion trends you know it's like such a massive uh, undertaking and so many things change and I think especially in the last period we've seen how you know there's a lot of things going on in the market uh, uh, you know there's a lot of things happening to crypto at large but you see that digital fashion is still going for the win you know we still have a lot of things going on there we still have you know, it's, it's really processing and there's a lot of things going on um, that I think is very special to look at. Um, and I think we still keep pushing it. And I think that's the beauty of digital fashion is here to stay. And what we are creating is just a larger vision and a larger industry um, uh, together with everyone here in this space, because every single creator here has added so much uh, to the story already. And that's the beauty. It's like suddenly this accessibility um, where everybody can join while currently when you're in, in fashion week, you know, when you're in Paris, it's very hard to actually be a part of the crowd. You know, if you don't know anyone, it's very hard to go to a party and you don't know anyone like to connect Well, actually in web three and in digital fashion, it's extremely easy to connect to people and to really, um, you know, talk about your own narrative. And that's really what digital fashion is about for me. It's like this, narrative that we can tell the story that we tell and with our own identities um so yeah that's i think a little addition to you know we do things differently than the traditional fashion world and we're very proud of that so you know i feel like that is really going to change the way we operate together not just uh from a commercial or environmental perspective but also from a humanistic or human point of view because of us and you specifically doing things differently, we are all here today gathered to learn how these things can be done differently to raise the right emotions, to build the future of digital identity and to connect people. And one thing that Amber just added to what Kerry had to say about describing the journey of the fabricant in the last couple of years is that you are here to connect with people. You are here to build this strong community, strong family, showing the different way how fashion in the digital realm can be built together, what is most important for me. And I want to ask Jenny a question about how important is the factor of co-creation for the Fabricant family? And I want to ask specifically Jenny because Jenny is a member of different communities out there in Web3. Jenny is having her own digital fashion show on Rag Radio, and she's the one who has to be open-minded and connected with creators, artists, designers, and innovators joining the space on a weekly basis. So, Jenny, do you believe that digital fashion, through the lens of the fabricant, is all about co-creation, is all about onboarding more people and working together, or is it something different for you? Sorry, I think my mic was hot. Um, 
<laughs> I feel a little bit put on the spot. I'm just kidding. Um, but no, um, look, I, I was thinking about it as I was listening to Carrie and Amber and Audrey whenever she's able to make it. Um, you know, the, the founders of this company, and I see also Marco in the audience and many people within our community. Um, I was working in Web2 fashion and beauty um, as like a corporate executive. And I left that to work for the startup because I bought into the vision of what, you know, Carrie, Amber, Audrey, um, the leadership team, and also just the whole Fabrican family is building out there. Digital fashion is completely the future. And I think sometimes when people talk about Web3 or NFTs or crypto, it's like an allergy immediately. And um, I've had a lot of conversations with CEOs that I work with previously, C-suite, um, other bosses or colleagues, and they literally can't wrap their head around what I'm doing. Um, but what I'm so excited about with drops and partnerships with um, Weekday and High Snobiety, which I'm sure we're going to get into later on, is this aspect of being able to wear a physical garment that is completely interpreted in a different way because it is digital, because the way that a garment can come to life is very different. And then to get back specifically to your question, co-creation, um, and I think that obviously Amber can probably speak a lot more um, to this, but um, from my perspective of having been at the Fabricant is that co-creation is really part of the DNA. I mean, Amber, um, you know, she has given away her files of her work um, and also led a lot of workshops to teach other, you know, aspiring digital fashion designers or, um, you know, people who have already worked in the industry so that they could also learn the craft. That would never happen in physical fashion. No one is going to teach you exactly how to do a stitching on a couture gown or something like that. Whereas, you know, Amber, who has created the first digital couture dress on the blockchain that sold for 54 ETH. I mean, if you think about it, you know, there's huge sales volume behind that and also commercial potential. Um, but again, going back to the whole idea of democratizing fashion and specifically with co-creation, I mean, we just dropped uh, capers um, in the last few months and still available online on our platform. So you can definitely go and check it out. Um, but even with that, of being able to create your own digital fashion design, like I love what we create. The designs are so beautiful, um, but I am not necessarily a designer who can actually create that digitally unless it's AI. But through the platform and what the Fabricant has built to co-create, um, you know, I can choose different fabrics. I can choose, you know, different placements and colors. And you can kind of become your own form of a digital fashion designer, even if you don't have, you know, specifically the, the technical or the art or the design skill set to do it. And I think in that way, as alluding back to what Amber was saying, it democratizes fashion and it also gives an access point where you can be involved in a more deeper way than just being a consumer. You're a community member and you're a co-creator. So I think the model um, in terms of, you know, what the Fabricant has built and what we're continuing to build because there's so many exciting things in the pipeline that we can talk about and we can't. Um, but I will stop on that note and let you continue on um, with your interviewing. I absolutely loved what you had to say because I do believe, and I see once again, Marco is in the audience, just invited to speak if you can join us. Claudio uh, can be a perfect example of the person who is always connected with the community, the person who actually knows what are the needs, what are the wants of not just this high ticket and brand or designers, but actually daily users, people who want to see some innovation from digital fashion, people who want to see some progress coming from you, coming from Gmoney's 90CC, DressX, all of these digital fashion front runners out there. I know that there is a lot of news that has that have been recently dropped from the fabricant side. And I know that there are a lot of news coming. Hopefully we'll talk about some of them that you feel comfortable sharing. But just before we dive deeper, why don't we discuss 
what is happening right now in traditional slash digital fashion world. And here I'm specifically referring to some of the fashion weeks that already passed or fashion weeks that are about to happen. I want to start with Jenny because Jenny was together with me and Lana in Lisbon two weeks ago at NFC conference. Right from there, we had Milan Fashion Week last week. We are having Paris Fashion Week. I've seen that uh, some of you have been supporting G-Money with his drop, and you are having big drop this week as well. So how important is it for the Fabricant family, for all of you, Carrie, Amber, Adri, Jenny, to be out there with people, to participate not only in digital fashion ecosystem, but to support it in physical world, to support traditional fashion brands and being well connected with them. I know that Kerry is right now in Cannes, at least at uh, what you were saying a day ago, sending some beautiful pictures out there. But uh, as far as I understood, Jenny, you're the one who is in Paris right now during the Paris Fashion Week. So why don't we start with you? What is happening out there? How are you connecting with the brands and how are you bringing more traditional fashion community to digital fashion world through these events? Yeah, I mean, um, look, we are in it in terms of, you know, being in, I mean, the conversations in terms of Paris Fashion Week, I mean, I think the approach in terms of Web2 or like traditional fashion and digital fashion, um, it's not a this or that. It's a this and that conversation. Um, And I know Amber is a lot more involved in terms of, um, you know, attending a lot of the Fashion Week events and also with Akan. I'm definitely more of the business side and commercial and, you know, marketing and growth. Um, And I'll pass the mic to her like shortly. But what I can say is I think a part of, us being here as well is having, um, you know, brand meetings with different brands who are interested um, in getting into this space. And I know that the team has been very busy, um, you know, setting up these meetings and pitching and having conversations and, you know, even doing a a tech demo of what our co-creation platform looks like and, you know, all of our capabilities, because I think the important thing about this is being able to show somebody what the difference is between a physical and a digital drop. Um, And I just want to shout out very quickly, every single member of the team and also shout out to H&M and also Weekday for being a participant um, and an amazing collaborator and believing in digital fashion. Um, We dropped last week um, physical or they drop physical sunglasses, we drop the digital interpretation. It was very accessible uh, price point of approximately five US dollars, depending on what flow was. Um, But this was a a major win because it allowed everyone to see what the difference is between physical and digital and how you can bring to life a design in a a really big way. Um, We're planning a lot of things in the pipeline. Um, for Fashion Month coming up in September. Um, Still organizing and ironing out those details. Um, That's a little alpha for you guys since you came and supported. um, I mean, it's obvious. It's obvious, right? Like the Paprikan, the Drasex families that were always at this big event. So I don't think that this is the alpha people would not expect, but that's good that you're already working on it. I would not expect anything less than at least one breakfast from the fabricant and maybe a dinner. I mean, why, why would we stop only on breakfast, right? Yeah, breakfast, lunch, dinner, maybe, you know, I, I was going to say sleepover, but that may not work. <laughs> it could be a virtual sleepover, um, but I'm going to pass them on. Oh, I would love to design pajamas virtually. <laughs> it would be amazing. It could be part of a remix challenge. But Amber, uh, I'm going to hand off the mic to you to speak more from like artistic and a design perspective, because I know you're hitting some of the shows and um, just sharing about your experiences as a creative, um, you know, having these conversations with other brands and designers. And I think also Carrie will be a good person as well to share about this. 
just before Amber joins us on stage, I just want to clarify that I will be in Paris during the Paris Fashion Week in September. So sleepover doesn't sound like a crazy idea for me. So just think about it. I'm just saying, just think about it, guys. Amber, please. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks, Jamie, as well, for the lovely explanation. And I think for us as well to be at these kind of events, like we can talk about how the digital fashion industry, you know, is kind of taking shape and like how it's separate, you know, from the fashion industry and blah, blah, blah. We've done that for a very long time. But I actually think that the best way to go in is actually to be the Trojan horse, right? And to really go into these spaces and to go and really uh, create the conversations that are necessary to bring people on board. Because right now, what you see is a lot of people are scared of the technology. They don't know how it works. They don't even want to know. Well, if you can, you know, just show them how easy it is, how simple it is to onboard um, and to really play with those kind of elements, then it's way easier for people to catch on and to be excited about what we're doing. So I think the, um, the beauty of, of, this, of these kind of events is that you actually go in and you infiltrate yourself. And to be honest, like I've, I've always been, you know, kind of a, a massive fashion fan. I always feel like for me, it's such a creative expression to be able to show what I am on the inside to wear that on the outside and to really go for dressing up and um, yeah, really truly uh, shining what I am on the inside, on the outside. And I feel like fashion really allows for that and especially fashion week. And, you know, if you're in digital fashion, I, I do think it's really important as well to be connected to those elements of fashion, even though it's physical, it doesn't matter like how you get it. Maybe it would be like, it's, you know, what we do is we borrow samples, um, you know, or we uh, get secondhand stuff. Like my whole entire closet is basically one big secondhand market. Um, <laughs> it keeps on getting bigger and bigger. But anyway, um, you know, the thing is like what we are doing is we are creating this kind of new narratives of like how, uh, we want to go about fashion and really expressing ourselves um, and creating that connection because otherwise there's such a big difference between like digital fashion and physical fashion. Well, actually, it's just fashion. You know, can we drop the digital? Can we drop all of those things that separate us from each other and just enjoy the fact that this is a new way of, of operating in fashion and it's exciting and, you know, it's 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 challenging at times for sure if the you know, payment system doesn't work again or <laughs> all these kind of things. But like, I think it's really good to experiment and to really show people like how these things are done and how we can create these new narratives. And um, that's why we're here. We're really here to bring this to the fashion weeks and to have these live IRL activations like we are going to talk about hopefully anytime soon. Um, that is just really, really exciting because there you get to really be amongst the fashion brands as uh, an equal, you know, because often digital fashion seems like, oh, it's a joke. You know, how many times, you know, have we heard that it's a joke or it's not taken seriously or, you know, I mean, I have heard that basically my entire career and that has always fueled my um, passion for uh, proving otherwise. And I think the fact that we are currently in uh, the High Snobiety store together with all of these incredible brands like Jean-Paul Gaultier, for instance, that to me is a massive win. Like we're not there with behind our name, like digital. No, we're just there as a brand, you know? And like, I think that's really the future is where all these things become hybrid and we all blend into each other and there's no more difference between the two. So yeah, just wanted to throw that in there. I believe that what you said is basically the fabricant as the first digital fashion house is redefining the way how people should look at the digital fashion. In years from now, it won't be just digital fashion and traditional fashion. It will be one fashion. Obviously, it's going to take us time to understand and to build the whole system, how it's going to work. But something that I heard from Amber and something that I respect and love hearing a lot is that there is only one fashion. Perhaps right now, it's not that obvious for all this luxury fashion houses with a uh, hundred year of history, but throughout the time we'll find the way how to combine those two and how to make sure that we don't have this distinguishment. 
Absolutely. I think I think once they understand, like when once they understand that there's way more money to be made in the digital space, like I think it's an easy win for them. But that's just something that we understand now, you know, but I think, you know, this will come later because if you can skip all of that physical production, it's just way easier and it's just way less hassle and no more returns and no more size problems and all these kind of things. So, you know, but, you know, there's just some waking up to do, which I understand takes time for sure. This is just the way. And uh, Lana, who was sharing two different stages with me in Lisbon, basically can confirm that that was the summary, that was the outcome of every time we were on stage, saying that it's not about having digital, physical, digital, or whatever type of fashion. It's all about just innovating the fashion as it is right now and bringing more innovation, making it more sustainable and making it more friendly for people with different creative and innovative approaches. Actually, I have a huge update. It seems like Sir Kerry is back in Paris. Kerry, how is uh, Paris Fashion Week going on so far for you? <laughs> I just I just got here. It's uh, the city is hot. I need I need to I need to put put on some clothing that actually makes sense in this city. Somebody was spreading rumors online that I was walking around naked with my AR classes again. That actually might come true today. It is. Wait, wait, wait. Did, did I miss something? I, I don't know. Did you? Let's wait, see. do I have to do crisis corporate communications right now, Carrie? No, no. There's nothing. It's just like, uh, it's hot, guys. That's all I can say. Uh, digital clothing is the answer. I'm just going to jump in here is and it? say, Carrie is not walking around naked, everyone. I just want to ensure that. <laughs> And the space is recorded, by the way, so regardless of what you say right now, there is no uh, turning back. Kerry, is it one of these official utilities that you promised me with AR glasses, or this is something different? Uh, this is definitely a utility that comes with it. So, uh, you know, when you put on your AR glasses, uh, your physical clothing disappears. But that's my choice. Oh gosh, I absolutely love it. And I absolutely love that you joined the team out there in Paris, which is a perfect way for us to actually discuss what is happening in Paris for the Fabricant team. We've been giving some sneak peeks for the last half an hour about how big is the release, what is happening out there. Kerry. I haven't heard from you for a while, so why don't we start with you? Why don't you give us the details of this huge, in my opinion, drop that the fabricant announced just two weeks ago and that is happening right now, later today in Paris? Sure, I'll, I'll give uh, the, the overview of, the, of this project because I'm super excited about it. So essentially, we're doing something with high snobiety. High snobiety, of course, being one of the world's largest uh, hype brands. They've been around since 2005, started out as a blog, grew into a massive media company, bought by Zalando last year, simply because uh, Zalando wanted to go more into this immersive fashion storytelling space because they realized that, hey, Zalando is uh, some, you know, practical, informative clothing, but, you know, fashion is not, it's not practical, informative, fashion is emotion. And this is what High Snobiety is extremely good in, which is storytelling, they represent around 150 of some of the coolest brands out there. And uh, they, they're putting a pop-up store together here in Paris. And the Fabrican happens to be the first digital fashion house being part of a physical pop-up store where we're selling digital-only clothing uh, along, um, along the lines of Rick Owens, Jean-Paul Coltier, Ambush, and just a lot of, lot of really cool brands being there. So... Super cool for us to be uh, part of that and super cool for High Society to recognize that digital fashion plays a role uh, in the presence and in the future of fashion. And this is only going to keep growing. So what we've done is essentially design uh, three different varsity jackets and a pair of glasses 
uh, that people can wear in, in augmented reality in, in their virtual uh, lifestyles. You know, so anyone who's in Paris should definitely go check out the pop-up store. We have an opening today at seven. Unfortunately, it's going to be way too busy. I know there's like hundreds, if not thousands of people signed up right now. And the space can really fit about 100 people at one time. So it's going to be it's going to be tight. It's going to be hot. But there's going to be some really cool items and, of course, the fabric and items there. But that pop-up store is open, I think, until Sunday. So about five days, five or six days. And uh, people can go there and buy these items. But, of course, can be bought on the fabric and platform as well. Uh, but, like I said, there's only limited edition. We're only doing 300 of these items. So it's not that many. Just like with weekday, we sold those out. High nobody. Of course, even a bigger brand. So I, I see that selling out, uh, if, if not even quicker than weekday. Yeah. So really exciting stuff. And uh, yeah, great validation in the history of the Fabrican to see how digital, uh, how physical fashion is um, taking digital fashion seriously, you know, by the day. And even though we're in this kind of like weird market fluctuations right now, uh, it's crypto winter, it's a bear market for NFTs digital fashion remains on an upwards curve. And this is what I've always seen with digital fashion since the day that we've started. It's never taken a step back. It just keeps growing and become more relevant in people's lives and seeing the developments of happening in the technology space and in, in the physical fashion space, uh, in the virtual identity space, the gaming space. It's safe to say that digital fashion will remain growing and it will become even more relevant in our future lives and uh yeah this uh event and the next few days is just uh, a great signal of uh, what's happening in the space so i uh tell everybody to keep an eye on it and uh purchase yourself some uh, digital varsity jackets not in paris but in paris everyone who is in the space today got some fresh alpha from carrie if you want to be among this limited group of people who haven't access in real life, at least today for the opening, you gotta be there earlier than the opening hours. Kerry, I do believe, and yeah, Jenny, you have something to add? Yeah, I just want to clarify real quick. So the pop-up is open until Sunday, and that is free. I heard that there was a line wrapping around the block. I know Svetlana was there too. Um, but just make sure and just know that anyone has access so you can go and check it out. We have some amazing um, video content that is up there uh, with some cool content. If you've been following the Fabrican account, um, we did some really cool um, content with uh, the digital um, items that you can take a look at. Um, but I just wanted to clarify that the event tonight that's VIP, that one, unfortunately, is just mostly for brand partners. So that's not available um, for other people to join. But I did want to share good news, and I'm just going to pin it to the top, uh, if that's okay, which is we have a giveaway um, for a free Varsity Digital AR jacket. Um, if you didn't realize this already, we launched a AR app. So you can go ahead and download the AR app and then try the filters and show us how you share your style and make sure to tag us. Um, and we have a lot of interesting conversations this week. So I just want to highlight that very quickly. Um, so we have an interview on LinkedIn Live Video today at 6 p.m. Uh, CET. So it's Paris time, Amsterdam as well. Um, and that will be happening on LinkedIn Live Video. Um, you can just check out the pinned tweet that I just put up um, with Jurgen and also Adriana uh, talking about the drop, about high snobiety, about not in Paris and all the things related to streetwear um, and this collaboration that we were able to do. And then on Thursday, we have a lot of events this week, by the way, including yours, which we're really excited to. But Thursday, we're hosting... G-Money, Jess Staple, Jurgen as well from High Snobiety to talk about streetwear culture in Web3 and facilitating a cool conversation about that. And just shout out because G is doing something with Jeff Staple. They're dropping a hat. Um, and I just mentioned that because we're all about collaboration and democratizing and supporting one another in this space. Um, 
So we'll definitely be at that event as well. So, I mean, you can find an RSVP online. Uh, G has tweeted it, so has 90CC. So make sure to join that. Um, hit us up. Make sure to take a selfie with Carrie. Um, he will be wearing clothes, uh, but you could take a photo with the AR um, sunglasses. Who knows? Maybe one of us may be carrying the physical sunglasses as well. So we might have you do a little, little fun reel that's uh, digital plus physical. Kerry, first of all, you need to stay true to yourself. Do not allow these girls to put a wear clothing on yourself. If you feel comfortable this way, just be there. I'm more than sure that a few of your fans will still take a picture with you. So regardless. I wish there was a kissy emoji. I would give it to you right now. What is going on? Man's man support. <laughs> what is going on exactly? That that's how we do it here in Europe, Jenny. You might be a bit shocked, but uh, that's how things happen here in Europe. <laughs> no, Actually, guys, I was seeing. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, come to Europe more often. You you'll get used to it. Actually, I was seeing G just a couple of days ago uh, because he was in Milan for two days for obviously. Prada shows were hanging out with him and he was saying that there is some more surprises in terms of networking points for 90cc coming in Paris and he already started working on the next iteration that is coming in fall of this year but enough about G. I want to talk to Amber about the work process, the design process of your collection. First of all, let me know for how long have you been in chat with the team to create this amazing collection. Because the first time when Hilario reached me, it was maybe a month was a half ago or something like this. So absolutely nothing was on the horizon. Absolutely no announcements were back in the days. But I already got some alphas that a big drop is happening in mid-June. So what was the process of reaching the team and what was the process of you let's put this way encouraging them that the digital fashion and the drop with the fabricant is the right way yeah yeah i think it was really just coming down to innovation and i think they were seeing also that the space was evolving and they wanted to do something crazy this year and it just seemed to be such a right fit because the event, Not in Paris, uh, came to life during COVID. So um, during COVID, they did an event. It was an online event. And of course, um, normally they would do an event in Paris, but this time they couldn't do it. So they called it Not in Paris. And actually after COVID, um, they brought the event back to Paris. And um, I think, I'm not sure if this is the first time they brought it back, but it was actually really perfect because it's a very juxtaposing name for the fact that it is in Paris, but actually the first time it was held, it was not in Paris. So that's why it's called that. And of course, this really goes in such uh, same lines as our philosophy, which is really about if it's not physically there, is it still there? You know, and that kind of concept of playing around with the physicality and the digitality and the fact that you could still have an event online um, that had also a lot of value. And I think that's why uh, it was so exciting for us to talk to High Society about this event because we felt like it was so close to our hearts and close to the concept that we always worked with, which is really about tricking into what is real or not. You know, when we sold that first dress on a blockchain, nobody actually, a lot of people actually didn't see that it wasn't real. They all thought that it was a dress, you know, that you could wear in real life. Um, so we love to play along these lines of like what is real and what is not. And this is really where the concept also was born out of. Um, and the team did an incredible job at designing the jackets. Um, and they're all related to the idea of uh, playing with reality or twisting reality. And for us, we are always pushing the limits of realism. So for this drop, it was really important that the jackets look extremely photorealistic. And also when we were rendering them, you know, it could look like it was a real jacket, but actually it's a, it's a playful aspect to this jacket. Um, and we were really inspired by the souvenirs you get in Paris um, and like how much you get stalked with souvenirs as well over there. And, um, you know, that's what you see in, in the first jacket with all of the the kind of uh, patches that follow you around and, yeah, kind of 
keep annoying you and the same with the Eiffel Towers that are flying around you, like these little souvenir Eiffel Towers that you see everywhere in Paris. So it, it was the, the idea of this really cheesy kind of almost cartoonish vibe together with um, this kind of more sophisticated uh, streetwear um, yeah, style. And I think this is really what we wanted to bring. So it's the balance between realism and fantasy. And that's basically our, our playing field, our, our playground, uh, which we love to be in. Um, but yeah, this this uh, collaboration has been some kind of time coming, I think since, not entirely sure, but since the beginning of the year, we've been really working on this. So really excited that finally it gets to come out. And I'm, I'm incredibly proud of the team for creating such incredible work. Like, honestly, um, you know, it's just really creating such... Uh, craftsmanship and I'm always really proud to see that come to life so yeah shout out to the team yeah first of all congrats to the team once again because it's obviously as all of you mentioned it has been a team effort it has been a teamwork and whenever you succeed together it's much more pleasurable to celebrate all together secondly Amber thank you for talking long enough because only now I was able to tweet that we're live, that I'm having the space with the fabricant on minute number 48. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Guys, I know that the fabricant fam never sleeps. And you already gave us some alpha about what can people expect for from the upcoming fashion weeks in September, what are you working on? So I want to talk a bit about what comes next for the fabricant in quarter three and four. What is the global mission? What is the overall vision for you till the end of the year? Because as Carrie mentioned before, the market conditions are not very pleasantable for new people joining the space. However, those who have been there for years now, they're looking more on quality than quantity this year. And this is something very good for the space to become more mature, to become more sustainable going long term. So with that being said, what is the plan for the Fabricant team in 2023? Do you want to bring more of these traditional fashion houses and traditional fashion brands into the space? Or you believe that you need to have this mix of digital fashion, Web3 native fashion houses, and traditional fashion houses just joining the space. Maybe, Kerry, you want to take this one. Good question, Nikki. Um, I, I'll tell you the straightforward answers to that. We're going to keep doing what we're doing. We will onboard eight more brands in uh, half two of this year. And uh, they're really cool brands. And we work with the brands who are keen. We work with the brands who are visionary. We work with the brands who have the the right values. Uh, we curate the brands that we work with to ensure that we're always pushing things on a visionary level and that we're always giving the respect that digital fashion needs. We don't need some gimmicky experiences. We don't need fashion brands moving into the space who just want to do a cash grab. We, we need true value in the space. As you said, the market conditions are weird which means it's the best time to be building. The noise is gone, and now it comes to people who are in here to build, that the true visionaries who understand where the space is going towards to. And I can tell you there's a lot of brands uh, who want that. However, their biggest challenge right now is the fact that they do not have their own digital fashion department or their digital fashion arm. They're still so entangled in the spaghetti of the physical fashion product the supply chain, trying to figure out how can you even put a collection together uh, without any errors and faults. How do you get it to consumers? And this is where digital fashion plays a big role because it's the most scalable, the most sustainable version of fashion. And that will also make it the most profitable version of fashion. So that's what we're working towards too, uh, with true, truly visionary brands who want to move into the space where there's no questions asked. So typically when you work with, you know, big, big fashion brands, anybody who's doing over 100 million in revenue, things start getting very risk averse. 
a lot of questions being asked and not that they're bad questions. It's more that now is not the time for questioning. Now is the time for building. Uh, so it's the time for the doers, not for the, not for the thinkers and, and the talkers. It's really for the doers because this test and learn approach, uh, we will learn by doing and we will gather all the data uh, that we can get from all the people and start understanding where is the true product market fit for fashion, uh, where for digital fashion, how, how can we get people to truly care about it in their daily lives where it's actually bringing value into them. So just to reiterate, eight more brands this year, uh, visionary brands who already have a toe in the digital fashion space or really want to get into the digital fashion space but haven't had the, the means to do that, similar to like weekday and high society. So keep, keep your eyes open. Uh, at some point, that's going to start becoming more. And then, of course, we have a full strategic plan for 2024 of scaling that up as well. So that's as much as I can tell right now. Uh, yeah, so exciting things to come up with. And uh, yeah, we're very convinced that it's only going to keep growing uh, from here on out. And that's a lot. Let me be honest with you. That's a lot what you just shared with us. And it seems like you're actually helping those brands to innovate and bring into the space. And Q3 will be a huge one for you guys. So I'm extremely excited to follow your journey. I'm extremely excited to support you and see how the fabricant family stays true to its DNA and innovate throughout the time. Nikki, Nikki let, me, let me just uh, give context. So all of that stuff is going to happen in Q4. In Q3, there's going to be some really cool stuff coming up from the Fabricant brand. So anybody who's an accessories holder, capers holder, uh, will be able to get their finalized looks. And you will see the amazing designs that Amber and her team has been working on relentlessly. You know, this to me is the true... Uh, visionary aesthetic of digital fashion and we are inspiring the world to think about it in a, in a new way so everybody will have access to their looks uh, to the files and some key experiences around that so q3 will be very exciting from the, the fabricant uh, brand perspective wow i absolutely love the fact that you do not just build for their own, but you also remember about promises that you made before and about previous collections, previous drops, how to make sure that they stay relevant, how to make sure that they bring the utility, even if some of the recent collections are having some controversial utilities, some may say. Uh, <laughs> I still love hearing that you guys are delivering time after time and another thing that i absolutely respect what kerry just said is that right now people are saying that bear market equals build market so instead of you thinking what can be done whether i need to risk uh how can i change this etc just do it just do it just make some changes fail learn from it repeat and i can say that from the audience I'm seeing right now, Adri, Lana, Valerie, Javo, Keisha, all these people, Kay, who join us today, those are people who are delivering, people who are doing, not just thinking. So absolutely appreciate you, Kerry, once again, highlighting the importance of staying true to yourself and innovating, building time after time. Amber, Jenny, perhaps I can ask both of you what can people expect from the fabricant in real life, in person? Before uh, that, Jenny mentioned that we can expect some events happening during the Paris Fashion Week in September of this year. What else can people expect from you and what are those events? Just share with us some alpha before you leave. Jenny, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, sorry, I was doing my uh, makeup because <laughs> unfortunately, in real life, <laughs> you have to get ready and do some things. I have to go on a LinkedIn Live later on. Um, just to clarify, I didn't quote to say it was Paris Fashion Week, but we are doing something for 
uh, September during Fashion Month, and we have a very robust schedule as Carrie dropped a lot of tea on the things that are coming up in Q3 and Q4. Um, Q3 with the looks, um, which, you know, obviously, if you've been with us in the journey of the label, which is Amber and the team's um, design baby, um, which is super aesthetic, and it's unlike anything you've probably seen um, within the digital fashion space. Um, you know, we're, we're constantly open and looking for collaborators and brand partners, whether that's for IRL events or um, to do drops or co-creation. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just wanted to end because I know we have three minutes. Um, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Nikita and just say thank you so much for having um, us at the Fabricant, uh, Carrie, Amber, Hilari behind the Fabricant account and many of us um, in the audience appreciate all of you for joining in. Um, as I said before, part of the alpha is make sure to follow along with what's going on high snobiety. And I, I just want to drop one thing, which is um, I also want to shout out the team. Um, I came on board about six months ago and really wanted to push for a new strategy in terms of social and content and also how we share um, what we're doing to not just a Web3 or a crypto Twitter audience, but also Web2. Um, we're doing a lot with green screens, a la TikTok and Instagram Reels. Um, adding in a lot of flipping between uh, the digital and the physical item to show the difference, or maybe you can't tell the difference. So make sure to follow us on either Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn, um, and even YouTube, depending on which social media channel is your poison or your preference. So thank you again, Nikita. And if you're in Paris, we'd love to connect IRL. Um, we're all doxxed. So you know what our faces look like. So definitely make sure to come up and say hello. We'll love to talk to the community. I feel like some of your team members are even more doxxed. Kerry, it wasn't necessary this week during the Paris fashion, but regardless, Amber, you had something to say. Yeah, you can expect some special looks. Of course, we're gonna be slaying. So better prepare guys. Um, we got a lot of looks in the pipeline, not just the physical ones us showing up at events, but also the new, newest collection that's coming up, the whole land collection is going to drop. So that's going to be so exciting. This thing has been more than a year in the making. Finally, we are able to drop the looks and we can't wait to share all of the things that we've been doing with you guys. And it's like, um, yeah, such a, such a beautiful story. And I'm really happy to share that with you guys. I'm curious uh, what you all think. And yeah, I can't wait to have you all co-create with us. So that's going to be as exciting as creating this collection is going to be what you guys are going to do with it. So can't wait to see that. And other than that, I hope you'll be slaying with us the coming period and we'll be seeing you at events. Uh, every one of you here in this room, I love you all. And please come up to us and, and hugs and, you know, for hugs and um, maybe some uh, kisses, uh, as Carrie said, you know, that's how we do in Europe. Um yeah, so let's go. I'm really excited. And uh, thank you so much, Nikki, for having us. Um, because I really love being here with all of you. So thank you. Thank you. You guys are amazing. And as I shared with the audience at the beginning of the show, there is a reason why you are coming back to the show. There is a reason why we're following the same vision. I was extremely happy here today to share this special moment of the whole the Fabricant team. I was extremely happy to feel the energy and positivity coming from absolutely all of you guys. Congratulations to the Fabricant team. Once again, congratulations to absolutely everyone who is following what is happening in the digital fashion world. Thank you, Kerry. Thank you, Amber. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you, Hilario. Thank you, Marco. Thank you, the audience who joined us today. You guys amazing. I absolutely enjoyed spending this hour with all of you. Origins XYZ will be back next Tuesday, as always, 2 p.m. GMT, where I'm going to have amazing guests, also a part of Rag Radio family, Puke and Maeve, who will unleash what is the Asian Web3 world, what is happening out there. Thank you very much, guys, for joining us today. You are amazing. See you in the metaverse. Thank you, Nikki. Have a nice day.